week's film is National Lampoon's Vacation, released in 1983, a rated R film, one hour and 38 minutes. It uh, starred Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Imogene Coca, Randy Quaid, with also wonderful appearances by a young Anthony Michael Hall and Dana Barron and Brian Doyle Murray, all making great appearances. And, of course, Christy Brinkley, the girl in the Ferrari. This film, as IMDb describes it, is the Griswold family's cross-country drive to Wally World theme park proves to be much more arduous than they anticipated. You know, Ken, everyone has been on an overplanned family vacation with a parent who has unrealistic expectations and is constantly measuring the amount of fun the family is or isn't having. This movie stands the test of time because no matter how technology changes or modes of transportation get more efficient, there will always be a certain amount of forced family time and forced family fun that eventually comes apart and leads to some kind of outburst and crying that when healed brings the family closer. It's really like the classic hero's journey tale studied by Joseph Campbell, where the ordinary man hears the call to adventure in this case, Wally world and faces many challenges, bad directions, broken car, dead aunt, He makes it through these challenges with a steadfast desire to show his family a good time, only to eventually arrive at the theme park to find it closed for renovation. A point of the story where he completely loses his mind and forces them to operate the rides, eventually leading to the final scene when a SWAT team surrounds the family with guns drawn, leaving Clark to talk his way out of going to prison. So I have to tell you, Ken, one of my favorite quotes is right up front in this movie where Eugene Levy, as the car salesman, is trying to sell Clark a car he didn't order. And he comes up with this gem, which I don't totally understand, to be honest. Now, I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold, if you're thinking of taking the whole tribe across country, this is the automobile you should be using, the Wagon Queen family truckster. You think you hate it now. But wait till you drive it. Uh, I don't understand how he opens that. Now, I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold. <laughs> really, like, what What kind of salesman schlick <laughs> is that? Like, I don't even get it. That entire scene, though, is so brilliant because Eugene Levy, I mean, as Clark is driving up in his old car to trade in, I mean, you can see Eugene Levy is is. All, he's chatting with his coworker, and he just has the look of, oh, here comes a schmuck right now. Right. It's so great. That- and he's got the great aside to the flunky mechanic who says, yep. this is not the car Mr. Griswold ordered. Where is that one? Uh, we don't have it. Well, we don't have it. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's good. Really, it's really a fun situation. And Gr- Griswold instantly jumps in. I'm not your average everyday schmuck. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which he completely is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. It's so good. Uh, but we're not going to break down the quotes yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to hear, let me hear your, one of your favorites. All right. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. It does just fine by itself. I like it better than tuna helper myself. Don't you, Clark? Says Eddie. Clark responds, you're the gourmet around here, Ed. Yeah, it's. Uh... A, it's it's got Eddie. I mean, it's it's such a great introduction to Cousin Eddie, who has a later star turn in, in Christmas vacation. Right. It basically defines Eddie right in, <laughs> the, right up front. Uh, it does. We don't have meat for the hamburger helper. Right. Because the government won't provide that. 
is what is kind yeah. of what he's saying. More or That's less, the underlying yeah. text. Well, he does have that that plate in his head that isn't big enough. But but again, we're not going to break the quotes down no, yet. No, we don't want to get too deep into this yet <laughs> before we've decided yeah. what really. So uh, here's another one, and it's a combined quote between Ellen and Clark when they find themselves early on driving through St. Louis, and they've clearly made a wrong turn. Ellen, this is so dangerous. We have no business being in an area like this. And Clark back to her. Well, look at it this way, honey. This is part of America we never get to see. And Ellen responds, that's good, right? No, that's bad. We can't close our eyes to the plight of the cities. Kids, are you noticing all this plight? This will just make us appreciate everything we have. Gunshot. Roll them up. <laughs> I, I mean, this, is, this gives you everything. This gives you a little bit of dialogue between mother and father who are clearly in disagreement. It gives you a little forced agreement from the children. Right. Back me up on this, kids. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. Every, there's a lot of, and this leads into many more situations in the movie where Clark just says right and assumes that the kids will agree Back with him. him. Up, right, right. Which every now parent, once child, has been in this situation. Right, right. Not a clue what's going on and just like, I don't want you want to be part of this. Sure thing, Dad. Yeah. Whatever you say, Dad. <laughs> You're on it. Well, now, what about you? You've got to follow it up. You have a strong I, I do. I've got an Ellen and Clark interaction as well. And much like you said, they're driving into Dodge City. And Ellen says, seems kind of dirty and touristy. Ah, Ellen, the Old West was dirty. Everything isn't like home. If everything were like home, there'd be no reason for leaving home. Right, Rusty? Yeah, Dad, this is great. You know, I'm glad we didn't go to Hawaii. I'll bet you are. I mean, come on. I have to say I had that on my list, too. <laughs> yeah, it's so good because I, exactly as you said before, the forced agreement and then the kid, Rusty, gets the chance to deliver a brilliant, understated, sarcastic response. Yeah, really glad we didn't go to Hawaii, Dad. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, if everything were like home, you wouldn't need to leave home, right, Rusty? <laughs> Excellent work on that. Yeah, yeah. Good choice, good choice. Good choice. Uh, got one more? And then I've got one more, and this brings you to the final one, the final scene of the movie that is really very impactful and Probably one of the most useful quotes of all time. Hit me. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. To which Clark responds, we just drove 2,464 miles just for little Roy Wally entertainment. The moose says you're closed. I say you're open. <laughs> I mean, that leads right into the whole right. coming the, apart of this character. Exactly. And, of course, the, the opening bit of that quotation is from the late, great John Candy who uh, in the story, the way the story of the filming was told was the original ending didn't have him in it at all. The original ending tested poorly with test audiences. And so they went back and refilmed a new ending where they took over the theme park and, and did this. I'm not ruining, you know, I guess I'm only spoiling the entire film. Don't worry about that. But, and so John Candy wasn't even supposed to be in there to start. Right. And who doesn't want more candy? Who doesn't want more? Exactly. Kids, you want some candy? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Well, I have one more quotation as well. And uh, this is Clark as they're, as they're uh, having an impromptu service for Aunt Edna on uh, Cousin Normie's back porch. Clark is uh, going to offer a prayer. He says, oh, God, ease our suffering in this, our moment of great despair. Yea, admit this good and decent woman into thine arms in the flock of thine heavenly area up there. 
and Moab, he laid it down by the band of the Canaanites. And yea, though the Hindus speak of karma, I implore you, give her, give her a break. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all need a break. That's right. Exactly. Oh, and he just, it's, you know, it's got a hint of sacrilegiousness that's just enjoyable enough to not make you feel bad about doing or feeling or saying the wrong thing. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. So this is again, a film, as you said at the top of the show, this is a film that is ripe with quotes. And of course, part of the core of our show is that we keep this for family, you know, for, for pleasant conversation. And so this being a rated R film, they do use some salty language throughout the film. And, and there are many more quotes we could have chosen, but because they use that salty language, we, we've set those aside. Um, right. Just be warned when you watch it with the kids that, uh, the, you know, this is a rated R film. Yeah, we didn't even get to the quote. This might be an also ran uh, where he goes on a diatribe and use some of that colorful language that you're hinting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says, this is no longer a vacation. This is a quest, a quest for fun. And this is kind of our quest for fun. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're looking to have some fun, but also be a little bit helpful. I um, So of those quotes, of those quotes, which ones do you find the most useful? Uh, well, I mean, as far as ones where you can take them completely out of context and use them elsewhere. So you don't need any, any, you know, real situation except something that sparks in your brain. It reminds you of this. I love the... I don't know why they call it hamburger helper. It tastes just fine on its own. I mean, I find myself using that, you know, anytime I bite into something and it's not as delicious as I anticipated, I don't know why they call it hamburger helper. It tastes just fine on its own. And you have to give it with that slight drawl as well. You have to be invoking Cousin Eddie when you say it. Yeah, you have to have that sense of, I realize I can't afford better than this. Right. But this is really good, <laughs> even though it doesn't contain the most important substance <laughs> of the meal. Right in the title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I Well, you know, I, lo- I do love that quote. I don't find myself talking much about Hamburger Helper these days. <laughs> but when I do, I like to think of that quote. Um, I think yeah. one of my favorites is this, again, sort of this opening scene with Eugene Levy, uh, I feel like this is a great quote where he's saying, you think you hate it now, but wait till you drive it. Right. When instantly you're trying to turn someone who is in a remorseful situation. Like, uh, this is great to use when a friend just made a purchase of some substance. Not, you know, nothing like a Coca-Cola or an extra burger, but like an Apple Watch. (laughs) Uh, For example, they're realizing that the Apple Watch wasn't really going to make them happier or healthier. Yeah. Hey, way. by the way, thanks for going ahead and shooting our sponsors right off oh, the bat there. Yes. I'm Apple. sorry, not Apple Watch, but some say, <laughs> say some sort say, of expensive say, uh... feedback machine. <laughs> um, but you can see the buyers are more setting in on their face right. right when they realize what they've just spent a whole lot of money on is not really going to bring them any much more happiness or any more health or whatever it is they're after yeah. or any status uh, by wearing some very expensive winter coat. But that, I mean, that's why uh, that quote is totally usable for me. You think you hate it now. Wait till you blank it. <laughs> yeah. X, Insert y, Z, any yeah. sort of verb in there. Right. Right. No, that's that's uh, rich and incredibly usable. As a matter of fact, when we started talking about doing this show, that 
that was the first quote that came out of your mouth. I think that was. It's like, oh, this is great. I use this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we're after here. You know, we're trying to ease the tension. And that is an awkward situation when one of your friends has wasted a lot of money. (laughs) And you know they don't have that money to waste. You know, they've got tuition to pay. They've got whatever. Right. Um, And you're looking at them and you're like, you think you hate it now. Wait till you pay for it. <laughs> just, just, it's a bad, bad situation, friends. <laughs> it's a bad situation. Uh, and now some of your other quotes, what are your interest in I, using them? Again, I genuinely love Rusty's sarcastic response of, uh, you know, in, in Dodge City. But, but yeah, boy, uh, you know, yeah, Dad, this is great. I'm sure glad we didn't go to Hawaii. I mean, this whole... This whole way of basically saying, uh, I'm going to grit my teeth and agree with whatever X, Y, or Z. Not a great idea to use this in work situations, by the way. Like like when you're coming to an, a, an agreement, don't do that. But uh, right. it, may be, it may be in the back of your brain at some right. point. Yeah, that's one you might want to hold back, kids. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, yeah, you don't want Situational to say- awareness. Yeah, I'm glad we decided to give up all of our desks so that we could become less efficient. <laughs> right. Uh, you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to do that. No, no, no. That might be foolish. Um, you know, I I get to this uh, Jan- John Candy quote. Sorry, Sorry folks. folks. Parks closed. Moose out front should have told you. You know, it can help diffuse a lot of terrible customer service situations that people find themselves in all the time. Because, by the way, there are a lot of terrible customer service situations out there. Yeah. We're basically living in a service economy. And I don't know if you've noticed, but most of the world is run by 16-year-olds who are getting paid $6 an hour to basically tell you no to all of your requests. Right. So there's just so many opportunities to use this, you know, in line at whatever restaurant that you're trying to get chicken from. And there's some, sorry, folks, all that chicken is out. You're a chicken restaurant. (laughs) Right. What are you doing back there? Right. Uh, Yes, but I've been told to tell you we're out. You know, there's many situations where you can just shoot back. Sorry, folks, park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. We were at this past summer out at the coast in in, uh, Long Beach, Washington, and there was a oyster bar that served like it was like – Captain Dan's, it wasn't an oyster bar, it was Captain Dan's clam chowder. (laughs) And the first review on Yelp, as we went to look it up, oh, how is it? The first review on Yelp says, it was one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in the heart of the summer, and they were out of chowder. (laughs) And my first thought was, uh... You've got one Wait thing. A yeah, exactly. I don't know why they call. See, this is a place where you could actually do a mashup quote, right? Yeah. I don't know why they call the place, you know, Chowder Helper. Tastes just fine on its own yeah. when you're eating just the oyster crackers. Sorry, folks. Chowder's, Chowder's out. out. Dan out front should have told you. <laughs> you. Just awful. These things just, they just make themselves happen. They and do. This, this is why these movies are so important to today's society. <laughs> It's, it's probably uh, diffused so many situations yeah. of anger. Well, yeah, right. you know, eventually you get to an angry situation, 
hey, I can laugh about it. Yeah, this you could is... be standing in line next to somebody else who's also incredibly, you know, angry about the situation, and you drop a quotation like this, and if they're attuned to what you've just said, then yeah, you both laugh it off, and it ratchets down the tension. Either that, or they're super angry, and they think you're crazy. <laughs> Either way, a completely hilarious right. situation to be That's... in, because... You yourself will be enjoying it, That's right. which is really what we're after. There's a quote that didn't make it to my list that I just kind of want to share right here. And it is, you know, right after they realize that the park is closed and Clark crams the family back in the car and they're peeling it out of the Wally World parking lot and they go to a gas station and he pulls into the gas station and, and she's like, what are you doing, Clark? He jumps out of the car. What are you doing, Clark? Uh, he's like, can you check the mileage for me, honey? Just going to go and get some sporting goods. <laughs> And he goes and buys a BB gun and all this kind of stuff. But but that, can you check the mileage for me, honey? Right. It's one of those perfect things of you have you don't need to know what's going on. Right. Pay no attention to the man <laughs> to behind the curtain. To the crazy man who's about to, who's about to really go off the, the rails. So good. There's something I didn't get to talk about at the top of the show in the factoids that I've just remembered that we have to share. And that is that the soundtrack to Vacation is brilliant. It was actually, the songs were written and produced by Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac. And his number one most uh, remembered song is the theme song to Vacation, Holiday, Holiday Road. Road. Oh. Holiday Road, which reached number 82 on the Billboard Top 100, his highest charting solo piece ever, was then later released as a 45, back when they still used to make singles 45 records with uh dancing across the usa which is the closing credits song as a as an a b side and uh th those songs are awesome and when they remade this film uh in 20 just a couple of years ago i think in 20 what uh 17 2015 which kids don't watch that one which kids don't watch that one not very no, quotable no 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 not quotable ed helms and family um and then um uh the song actually got covered uh uh both Dance Across the USA and and um, Holiday Road. Um, and it was nowhere near as good as Lindsey Buckingham's. Right. Lindsey Buckingham, Buckingham's song, Holiday Road, is a song that actually brings back every scene of the film to your oh, mind absolutely. as soon as you hear it's it. It's haunting. It is. And, and it's it a is, perfect road trip song. It's certainly featured on every road trip playlist I've ever made. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because so. you just get right back into the situation. Yeah. When you hear the... <laughs> first couple of notes <laughs> da -da, da -da, da -da, da. Oh, yeah it's got it's oh, a it's, great it's a great so song so if uh maybe you can follow that song in the link and purchase it via itunes there you go or or google play music whatever we're we're uh, platform agnostic <laughs> remember that uh, people at uh, apple as you're thinking about sponsorship dollars <laughs> you're thinking about never uh suing us because we've just said an apple watch is a totally wasteful purchase uh, <laughs> I also, you know, I also like this when they get in the situation in, in St. Louis at night where they're clearly in a dangerous situation with the children. Yeah. And it's Roll them up. mostly on Clark, the husband, right. who's made them or put them in this bad situation because he doesn't know the directions. Um, there's plenty of situations you that you can equate it to that are maybe not gunshots or a bad part of the city, but... You've recommended, let's go to a local place. And everyone's gotten a terrible meal that took three times as long as it should have. <laughs> right. This is kind of one of these trying to recover from the mistake. Uh, you know, we can't close our eyes to the plight of the cities. 
Are you, are you noticing all this plight, kids? Yeah. Right, Dad. Yeah. You may want to go ahead and use that on your way out of the restaurant in that case. Right. <laughs> right. Or, you know, everything's not the same at home. If it was, we would never leave home. <laughs> That's right. There's That's some, right. It's just a lot of good situational uses for these <laughs> these quotes. So, I, I, I mean, I've enjoyed the heck out of finding more situations. I would like to hear people's responses to how they've used these quotes and not made themselves look just absolutely crazy. That's right. You can send your feedback to this and to all the episodes of what, what movie is that from by just sending an email to podcast at whatmovie.club. And uh, then you too will be a member of the club. Well, excellent. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a club I'd like to join. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. I'd never join a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> <laughs> to quote someone else. Well, Bill, thanks for a great conversation. Well, it's been delightful, and I look forward to many more. 